Hey there, Robin Walker here. You are listening to the Women's Business Workshop podcast, episode number 80. So before we get into this episode, which I think you're going to really love because it's all about Google, which we all need, but I'm going to be totally transparent with you and just tell you, I really did not feel like recording this intro. The entire episode is already edited and ready, but we just needed the intro. And I just wanted you to know that you are not alone in avoiding the things that you need to do. I thought of like 12 different ways I could shortcut the process and that it would be okay without the intro. Yeah, no. But I made a decision, I would do it. I set time on my calendar when I would have the office available and I texted a podcasting friend to ask me about it afterwards. If you're a podcaster, you know the torture that is hearing your own voice recorded. So I am here, friends, I did it, and we can all do irritating things. So on to episode 80. The guest today will also be at the conference that you always hear me rattling on about every year, and that is the Lakeside Conference in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. This is the seventh year, you guys. I can't believe we're on year seven. So thank you for everyone who has supported it as a sponsor, as an attendee, as a speaker, we just really appreciate all the love that you have put towards this small but mighty event. Whether you've been to them or not, this is the year to come. I keep hearing the 2023 predictions about in-person networking and connections being the way to grow in this new marketplace, and I 100% agree. It is worth the time away from your business or your work. So hop in the car with a podcast or your business bestie, hit the road, and join us in the beautiful lake town in southeast Wisconsin of Lake Geneva. Tickets are available at womensbusinessworkshop.com slash lakesideconference. Okay, enough for me. Let's get on to talking with Sherry. She is a do not miss at the conference and in this episode. Enjoy. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Sherry Benelli, and I've been wanting to have a Google expert on the podcast for a while now, so we're very excited to have Sherry today. Sherry's also going to be a speaker at our next Lakeside Conference that's coming up February 28th, 2023 in Lake Geneva. If you don't have your ticket yet, feel free to grab it so that you can meet Sherry in person. Sherry Benelli, owner of Early Bird Digital Marketing, is a search engine optimization, SEO, and digital marketing professional with 25 years experience. Her digital marketing agency, Early Bird Digital Marketing, serves clients all over the country. Sherry is a Google Business Profile Platinum product expert and is a columnist for leading marketing websites. She is recognized presenter and speaker at leading digital marketing conferences. She is a LinkedIn learning instructor and adjunct instructor for several universities and is also the host of the Marketing Plan podcast. So we truly got the expert in your field. Sherry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. We are so happy to have you, and I have a million questions for <sighs> you, as do our listeners. So we can go ahead and jump in talking about Google Business Profiles, formerly known as Google My Business, I I believe. And so I am definitely not the expert in this. So Sherry, feel free to hop in if I'm ever giving outdated advice. 
Could you tell us um, a little more about yourself or anything you want to share with the listeners? Yeah, I I got started in 1998. I started an e-commerce business after my son was born. I decided to invent a baby-related product and decided to sell it myself and um, realized that having one product on an e-commerce site was not really the best idea. So I added more and more products and it grew and grew and grew from there. And so I ran that part-time while I was working full-time and I knew that I had to rank high on the search engines. Back then, Google was a baby. It was in beta. And so I learned search engine optimization. I knew that I had to to understand it. And I was passionate about it. It was like a puzzle for me. And so that's how I got started. And, and basically um, I ran that business for a number of years and then decided to get out of that for a variety of reasons. And then decided that I'd use those strategies and techniques and knowledge that I had to help other businesses with their digital marketing. It's funny how 1998 does not sound that long ago. And then I think actually that's like 25 years ago. It is a long time ago. I know a lot has changed in the SEO world and even in the digital marketing world in general, a lot has changed. I feel like we had it going along pretty steady. And then all of a sudden it's exponentially going faster and faster and faster. I agree. It definitely has. Yes. So let's talk a little about for anyone listening that is not familiar with Google as far as maybe they use it as a consumer. And obviously pretty much everyone in the United States probably uses Google to some degree to search for all the good things they need or for Google Docs, um, Google Forms. How can a business owner use it differently when we talk about Google Profile, Google My Business? What can you give us Mm -hmm. kind of a little breakdown of what that looks like? Yeah, I can explain what uh, Google Business Profile is. And you'll sometimes hear me slip into Google My Business because I'm still stuck on the old name as well. Um, But Google Business Profile is meant for local businesses that meet with local clients face-to-face, either at their place of business or they go out to the clients or customers' um, home or residence or business. And so it's meant for local businesses. And it's a free listing, which is awesome. I mean, it's basically free exposure on Google's platform. And so there are certain rules and requirements. Not every local business um, is allowed to claim a, a listing. There are guidelines that you have to follow. So be sure and read the guidelines to make sure that your business is eligible. But basically, once you claim a Google business profile, it increases your chances of showing up when people do local searches for plumbers, for landscapers, for accountants, for lawyers, and you have the opportunity to show up very, very high in local searches for businesses and types of businesses in your local area. Okay. So any of you listening, and I know a couple of you, cause you've said this to me, they may not even know if they've claimed it or not claimed it. I've had people say, I think I have <laughs> a business profile, but I'm not even sure. Is there a way for them to check if they've claimed it just really starting at base one? Yeah, there is a there is a tool that you can use to see if your listing is verified. And I can go ahead and give that to you after the show so you can put it in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you. I just know a lot of people, or if you've bought a business from someone else, maybe you aren't sure if they had it. And I'm sure that goes into way more detail of transferring and we won't get into that today. (laughs) 
No. And what I tell people is if you claim your listing or when you claim your listing, be sure and write down the email address and password somewhere that you use, especially if you have multiple email addresses. Because I was working with a client the other day and she had like five email addresses and she's like, I can't remember which email address I used for my Google business profile. And she's really struggled to try and figure out which email address it was. So I always tell people, write it down somewhere and make sure that you check that email address um, to make sure you don't have any notifications from Google, but be sure and write it down somewhere. Yes. Excellent advice for all the platforms. <laughs> exactly. You had mentioned that they will come up on searches more often if they are, if they've claimed their Google listing. What are some other benefits that maybe even a solopreneur or a very, very small micro business, what's the benefit other in addition to that for claiming it and actually optimizing it and doing something with it? Yeah, so Google um, business profiles used to be very, very simple. It used to essentially be a business's name, address, and phone number, and website URL, and pretty much that was it. Google has really made Google business profile into a robust platform. And so if you were, for instance, to search for an exact business name on the right-hand side of Google search, you will typically see what we call a knowledge panel or the business profile. And that has all sorts of information. It has the business's address if it's a physical location. It has their hours of operation. It has their website URL. It has reviews. It has um, all sorts of information about whether they may have like handicapped parking or or unisex bathrooms or all sorts of information, whatever information that the business has decided to put in about their profile. So in a lot of ways, businesses can or consumers can almost make decisions about whether or not they're going to use that business directly from their business profile. For instance, I'm going to be speaking at your conference in February. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll get a massage the day before somewhere. So I was looking up places to get massages in, in Lake Geneva. And I can book an appointment directly from a Google business profile. And so there's so many benefits because you can make them very robust depending on what type of business you have. And I have definitely made decisions from the Google search page with that information on the right side that you were talking about. And I guess I never even realized, I don't even always go to the website. So whatever information is there, I'm counting on it being updated and relevant. And I'm mm -hmm. sure I'm not the only person that has used that information, shown up at a business and it's closed. <laughs> and you're saying, well, yes. you know, it said you were open or I'm trusting that the information there is correct and updated, but I have a hundred percent booked things and made decisions just based on that profile. You can't count on people going to your website mm -hmm. or your social media necessarily. It's almost like it's almost like your new website. It's almost like another website, an extension of your website these days. And that's why you had mentioned you drove somewhere and it was closed. Who do you think the consumer is going to blame? Are they going to blame Google for that? Mm -mm. They're going to blame the business owner. And so that's why it's very important that you not only claim your listing, but you optimize it and make sure it's updated. So for instance, if you're going to be closed on um, Easter Sunday, for instance, or you're going to be closed for Martin Luther King Day, 
you make sure that you go in and mark those mark those days as closed so people don't go to your place of business expecting you to be open. Yes, definitely. And I, I'm sure they have multiple places that they list their hours if they also list them on Facebook. But would you recommend if you know yourself and you know you're not going to remember to go in and update and change, is it better to not have hours listed? Or is there a way to put hours by appointment or something if it's a business that maybe like a salon where they want you to make an appointment? Or is it better to just have them and try to do your best to update? Yeah. So if you have standard business hours and you have like a physical location, it's much better to have hours and you just need to be diligent about going in and changing those hours should you be closed. I mean, if you're going to commit to having a Google business profile, you really need to be committed to, to managing it properly. Um, in some instances, like for instance, I have a wedding venue and they literally have a vineyard, they have a barn, they have like acres and acres and acres. And they're not always in the office because they're cutting grass, they're <laughs> tending to grapes, you know what I mean? And so we don't list their hours because they don't want someone driving, you know, three hours out to their property only to find that they're not physically in their office. They're, you know, you're, they're five acres away cutting grass, for instance. So on that, in that particular case, we don't display their hours. So you do have the option of not displaying hours. You don't have the option of saying by appointment only, but you can uh, decide not to show your hours. So in some situations that may be the best option for you, but if you're a physical storefront, you should definitely show your hours. Sure. If you're wanting people to stop in and get foot traffic. Absolutely. Hours. Yeah. And as a side note, tending to the grapes is not on everyone's to-do list. <laughs> Definitely business <No>. specific. <laughs> so one thing that I was surprised about with Google Business when I first uh, was introduced to it is that you can actually post on your page and you can add pictures. Can you talk a little bit about the strategy behind that or you just why you would do it? Yeah. So you can add, you can add pictures. Um, you can add videos. The videos can only be up to 30 seconds long, but you can say a lot in 30 seconds. Look at TikTok, for instance. <laughs> so you can say a lot in 30 seconds. Um, also keep in mind that your customers can upload photos and videos as well. So Google is a type of platform that loves user generated content. So just be aware that your consumers and your customers can also upload photos and videos. As far as posts, um, you can upload posts or updates. Posts are a nice way to inform customers about what's going on at your business. So you can maybe if you're having an event, you can create an event post. Or if you are having a sale, you can have a special um sale post, for instance. Now, um, posts are category specific. So in some cases, you may not have the post option available to you, or you may only have certain post types available. So just keep that in mind. They are category specific. So depending on your category, you may see something different, or you may not have post available. But the majority of, of categories do have posts available. I generally recommend that you post maybe around three to four times a month. Don't go hog wild or, you know, totally crazy with posts and don't add any hashtags. They're not like social media. So hashtags 
look silly in po in Google business profile posts and they don't do anything. Plus it violates Google's terms. Don't add URLs in your posts. And don't add phone numbers or email addresses in your posts as well. Um, Google does have a call to action button and that's what that um, those call to action buttons are for. So your posts will potentially get rejected if you add phone numbers, hashtags, or any other weird characters, um, URLs, or email addresses in the body of your post. So those are just some guidelines. That is so interesting. I had never heard that before. And now I'm thinking back to my Google posts thinking, <laughs> huh, did I, did I do that? And I could see people doing hashtags yeah. thinking it's Google. So that would be something someone might search. So that's great advice. Thank you. You're welcome. And when you talk about pictures, another experience I had by just following the Google business is that I I grabbed the address from, I was going to a bakery and I grabbed the address from the Google business profile and just popped it into my GPS, started heading there and it kept taking me to the strip mall and I'd pull in and I'd look at the little signs and say, it is literally not here. It is not here. You know, you leave again, reset it, and it takes you right back to the same place. And I just could not figure out what I was doing wrong. So I went to turn around behind the building and it was located behind the building. But I had no idea based on just the Google business. And I thought if they had had a picture of, you know, or even a diagram of where they're located in the parking lot with a big X or arrows mm -hmm. or just some kind of visual of what the front of their store looks like. They had a lot of great pictures of what they sold, which is why I was going, but right. that would have been so helpful from a customer's perspective to not, I, I almost left and would have, they would have lost the sale for today. So using those pictures strategically yeah. can be a huge bonus. Absolutely. And that's a really, really good point. Um, you should have pictures of the outside of the building, the inside of the building, um, your signage, so people know what to look for. The other reason to do that is if for some reason your Google business profile gets suspended, you already have photos of your signage that you can send to Google that shows you have permanent signage at your location. So having all that stuff already posted, um, like you said, not only helps the consumer know what to look for when they are going to your location, but it's already puts you one step ahead. If you unfortunately get your Google business profile suspended, you've already got photos ready. The other thing is don't upload stock photos to your Google business profile and don't upload the same photo over and over and over. So Google doesn't like to have duplicates. Um, so be sure that you don't add the same photo over and over to your um, Google photos. So make sure that they're all individual. Google likes to see pictures of your staff, your products and services, maybe an employee team meeting, those types of things, um, headshots of the team. Those would be great photos to upload. So for me, if I'm hosting an event, having a graphic that is the official event graphic. So it's not just a natural people picture of people sitting around. It's actually from our event, but it has colors and text on it. Is Google okay with that? Or is or do they really just want a picture that looks like you just snapped a picture? So there are guidelines with regards to the number of word, the, the percentage of words that a uh, photo can have on it. 
So you can try and upload it. It may get rejected. Um, I've had pretty good luck uploading those types of graphics and not have them rejected, but you could get them rejected. So just, just be aware of that. But, that um, but you can definitely, and I, and I would highly recommend taking a lot of photos at your events and posting those because those would be awesome things to show on your Google business profile. Well, thankfully, our photographer does Elise Bullard. She takes a ton of pictures for me. Unfortunately, I'm not so great at remembering to add them to my marketing plan. I do upload on our uh, Google profile, but that's a great idea. Um, I definitely do not do that enough. Yep. And, and interview some of the guests um, and get their per written permission to post them on your Google. Make sure you have written permission um, and get 30 second snippets of what they learned, things that they learned, for instance, and upload those. But be sure you have written um, permission to, for them to um, for you to upload them. Is it video friendly to upload videos that I have not done? Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, the limit is 30 seconds. I have uploaded longer than longer video and that has um, worked. So there are size requirements and you can find the guidelines if you do a search for that. But um, like I said, you can say a lot in 30 seconds. One of my clients was an attorney and he said a lot about certain things like divorce divorces, um, mediation. He said a heck of a lot in 30 seconds and came out with really, really effective videos for his Google business profile. So if you think strategically about what you're going to say and, you know, kind of think it through in your head, you can come out with some really good 30 second videos that you can upload to your Google business profile. Excellent. And no one really wants to watch more than 30 seconds anymore anyway. <laughs> no, no, unless, exactly. Not, not, not on your Google business profile. No, no, no. Not unless it's a training or something longer form content. <laughs> um, so we have a lot of people in our audience that are business owners for online businesses, or perhaps they are locally based, but they work out of their home, but they go meet clients at their locations within a certain radius is Google business for them or is that is that not meant for them? So if you have an online only business, that is not, you're not allowed to claim a Google business profile. So online only businesses, nope, can't claim one. If you go out and meet with your customers at their location or at a coffee shop locally, that then you can go ahead and claim a Google business profile. So for instance, I run my agency out of my home. And so when I meet with my local clients, I either take them out to lunch, which is always a great thing, or I go to their place of business and meet with a team there at wherever their place of business is. And so that works out great. So as long as you either meet with them at your place of business or you go out to their place of business. So like, let's say you're a landscaper or a painter and you go out to the person's, the customer's home and do the work there then you're okay to claim your Google business profile. Because that's exactly what I do. So. Yep. Perfect. Yep, exactly. All yep. right. Is there a different strategy for online business owners as opposed to a brick and mortar? I would guess then maybe your hours are different because it's your home and not, that probably gets a little tricky. Yeah. So first of all, let's take the word online out because online only businesses True. can't, um, claim a Google business profile. So if you work from your home and meet with local clients, um, no, you have the same strategy. What you would do then is if you work from your home 
And obviously you usually don't have signage up at your home that says, you know, early bird digital marketing in my case. Um, you cannot show your address on your Google business profile. If you do, that's a violation of Google's terms of service and your listing can get suspended. So you have to delete your address and then you can select service areas. So that would be the cities that you serve. So you can list up to 20 of them. And so um, that would be the strategy that you would pick with regard to your Google business profile. So you just pick like maybe a, a seven to 10 or 20, uh, up to 20 cities that you serve in your surrounding area. It's usually Google wants you to pick around a two hour radius. Don't go much further than two hours because typically people or businesses don't go further than two hours within um, where, they're, where they're located. Okay. And that's probably a relief too, because people don't really want their home address listed on Google in association with their business if they work from home. <laughs> right. 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 Okay. That, is, that gives me a lot of clarity. Thank you. I know you're coming to the conference and we're going to go a little deeper into strategy and some more hacks and tips. Is there anything else you're going to be covering there that you want to kind of give a sneak peek about or uh, let people know so they know what more we're going to be talking about at the event? Oh, oh boy, we're going to be, we're going to try and cover as much as we can in the time allotted. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, there's so much to cover. So I'm going to be cutting from my deck, but we're going to cover a lot. We're going to talk about um, how to claim. We're going to go over that briefly, just in case people have not claimed. But then we're also going to talk about how to manage your profile in Google search. Google has forced people now to manage their business profile in Google search versus the old way, which was through the dashboard. And so we're going to talk briefly about that and talk about, you know, the different menus that are available and then we're going to talk about different strategies. Like, did you know that other people can change your listing without you even know about it? They can change your business name. They can change your address. They can change your website URL. So we're going to talk about tips on what you need to do to be proactive. We're going to talk about what you can do if um, one of your business, one of your competitors is violating guidelines, what you can do to try and stop them from breaking the rules. But we're also going to talk about how you can optimize your business profile, the main areas that you should focus on so that you can stay ahead of your competitors. One of the big areas we're also going to cover is suspensions, because unfortunately, at one point or another, your listing is probably likely going to get suspended because Google can suspend your listing for whatever reason. And sometimes certain categories are um, prone to suspensions because there's a lot of spam. And so we're going to talk about what what causes suspensions and what you need to have ready in order to get your listing reinstated. So there's just so much information we're going to cover. I'm very excited about it. So we're going to cover the main areas. Yeah. That you guys need to think about with regard to your Google business profile. And there's also going to be a lot of little known tips that very few people know about as well. Excellent. And we originally had Sherry as a breakout speaker. And then once I got to know her, I said, nope, <laughs> she's talking to the whole group. <laughs> so anyone coming to the conference will be able to hear Sherry's session and also be able to meet her in person. One of the great things about our conference is the speakers are there. They're meeting people. They're eating lunch with everyone. So it you really get a lot of connection with the different people at the event. So we're excited for you to be there. Is there anything they need to do if someone's coming to the session, they've never done anything with their business profile, 
Would you prefer that they go on and claim it or wait until the session and hear what you have to say about claiming it? Or do you have um, somewhere yeah. to direct them to kind of give them a little background before the session? I would definitely wait to claim it until you go through my session, because one of the things we're going to cover is the different types of businesses, because you want to make sure that you know what type of business you have before you claim, because that is, I would say, one of the areas where people make the most mistakes and that can really mess you up and get your listing suspended. So don't, you know, if you haven't claimed it yet and you're coming to the conference, just hold off. And we'll talk through all those things. And then you'll have a really, a much better idea of, of going through the claiming process. And you'll have a much better idea of what type of business you have. Okay, great advice. Thank you. If someone wants to learn a little bit more, either between now and the conference, or they're not able to make it to the conference, uh, do you have some resources or some information somewhere that they can check out? And we can put that link in the show notes. Um, yeah, I'm going to be coming out with some Google business profile coaching, which is really exciting. So you can go to learn googlebusinessprofile.com. And then you can also check out my website at earlybirddigitalmarketing.com as well. So you can Excellent. find out more information about um, me and my services. Excellent. We will put those in the show notes. And I so very much appreciate you being here today. And I can't wait to see you at the conference and learn even more from you. I'll be sitting at in with the audience with my notepad ready, <laughs> ready to, <laughs> to absorb all of your wisdom. So we really appreciate you coming today. And like I said, we'll have all of Sherry's links to connect with her in the show notes so that you can get out there and get on Google and do it the right way. Yes. I'm excited to be there. And thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for being here. Have a great day, everybody. 